Welcome to the Picture Book Look podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. <laughs> I scream, you scream, we all scream for... Libby loves science. Well... I was going to say ice cream, but that works too, because today's book is Libby Loves Science by Kimberly Durding and Shelley R. Johannes, and illustrated by Joelle Murray. In this second book in the Love Science series, Libby loves mixing, pouring, measuring, and stirring, and she and her friends use these techniques to try to win an ice cream party at her school's fall festival. We are so excited to chat with Kim, Shelley, and Joelle in today's episode. Let's hey, get wait, started. Uh, we didn't put a pun in here. <laughs> I know. I was going to make a chemistry joke, but I was afraid I'd get a bad reaction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let's get started. <laughs> Shelly and Kim, I wanted to ask you a question about how you decided to collaborate on this picture book, mainly because I have experience collaborating for some of my books. So it'll be really fun to learn about how you guys collaborate. And can you tell us about the inspiration for this story? Shelly and I have actually been critique partners for years. We are both YA authors and we had a built-in kind of trust with each other, sending our work back and forth to read each other's work, not working together collaboratively before. So when Shelly's daughter... This was one year where I was asking her what to sign up for. And I said, are you going to go to science camp this year? And she said, science is for boys. And Uh I know that's what I said. What? And she said, yeah, I mean, every science club or science camp that I go to or science fair, it's me and then a bunch of boys. And so I immediately just in my head, and I am not a picture book author. Kim and I were not picture book authors before. So I immediately in my head just got this idea. I heard this girl's voice say, science is not for boys. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what was that? And so I talked <laughs> to him and I know they like talk to us. They do. Right? Characters <laughs> talk to us. And she was super, you know, just sassy. And I called Kim and said, you know, what if there was, you know, a fancy Nancy meets science? Such a good idea. Yeah. And Kim has a biology background. After me taking a shot at it, she was a critique partner. I couldn't quite get the voice. She had better ideas. One day I thought, do you want to do this book together? And it was Shelly's book. So Shelly had written the picture book and she sent it to me and I had written some notes and normally I will be very light with my notes. I send back notes that say, you know, I think you need some character development here in our YAs. I'm not very invasive with my notes. And I had sent her back a draft that had completely torn her book apart and rewritten <laughs> and sent it back to her. And she's like, well, you have taken some liberties, haven't you? And, and she goes, you know, I really like it better. And so yeah. she'd sent it back to me. I'd write it again. You know, we kept going back and forth and I kept saying, and then if we, if you, we write more, but I kept saying we, yeah, she I was like, writing. we could do and this. We could do that. Why are you saying we? And I go, no, no, no. I mean, you, these are your books, obviously. <laughs> your books. And I really had no intention of 
writing the books with her and she'd go, do you want to write these together? I'm like, no, no, no. I do not want to co-write a book. I never wanted to co-write because I'd seen other authors kind of go sideways when they start collaborating and kind of didn't want to write together. And so I really liked our critique relationship and we had gone back and forth so many times. She goes, really, maybe we should talk about writing these together. And so we kind of sat down and had this conversation about what that would look like in terms of not just collaborating, but with our friendship and what that would mean, you know, if we came up against things, you know, disagreements about things, which you're bound to, because it's such a personal thing to write together. And so we really spelled everything out and decided, let's just do it. And it's really worked out well for us. We actually, because we have that trust and great relationship, a 10-year history together of working together collaboratively, that it worked out really well for us. Well, that's great. Wow. Okay, so you figure out this draft, it gets acquired, and Joelle... Tell us why you decided to say yes to working on this project. Well, funnily enough, science is my like next favorite thing next to art. <laughs> I almost went into science. I wanted to be a forensic scientist, actually, but art won out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I like to draw a little bit more than, than science, but... Um... We're, we're kind of glad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because your I, art I is amazing. Too. I am too. Thank you. I love that they gave me the creative freedom to design the characters because character design is my favorite thing <laughs> when it comes to my art. Also that diversity was very important to Kim and Shelly and that's also very important to me when projects come my way. Just just being able to kind of express myself and not being held back in any way, just being encouraged to do so by the authors and I felt that I could definitely work with that. So, so I said, yes. <laughs> and you're merging two things that you love, which is so cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to give you guys an, an idea of the author side. So we found Joelle on Instagram, like, and we were so excited because the one thing, Joelle, you may not know this, that we were looking for, we were looking at the eyes and the eyes had been a very big topic of discussion in the very beginning. Oh, gone through several rounds to try and come up with the eyes that had some depth and that had this kind of realistic view. And so when we were looking at different artists and saw your eyes, and one of the pictures that captured my attention on yours were, and I think I've told you this before, the unicorn picture that you have with the unicorn that's like super dapper and he's like in his little, <laughs> he's in his little suit jacket. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my favorite pictures from a while back. <laughs> and so when, when they decided to reach out to you, we knew the series was going to be in like perfect hands. Oh, I Aww. love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> so Kim and Shelly, you told us a little bit about your writing process, but can you give us a look into the process of Libby Love Science specifically? The good, the bad, and the ugly? Yes. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Kim, why don't you start? So collaborating for us, because we live on different coasts, we can't get together in the same room and work. So we collaborate on Skype. So we talk every day, whether it's work or not, but it's usually a little bit of both. We're best friends and, you know, we're on the phone or on Skype every day. To work together, we get on Skype and we share screens and we will open a document and just start brainstorming ideas. And Shelly and I have different 
strengths that we bring to the table. Shelly is definitely the one who will throw out these huge ideas and she calls me the brainstorm killer because I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, it's the whiteboard killer. <laughs> she actually had a mug made that I'm the whiteboard killer. So. so she's like, no, no, that's not gonna work. No, that's not gonna work. <laughs> but she's got a way sillier sense of humor than I do. So she brings that really kind of fun spark to the table. So we kind of came up with a really bulleted rough draft and then we kind of hone it down over Skype like it'll take us a while to kind of get it there and then I'll go into the depths of the science googling everything and making sure everything's kind of correct and overall it really works it's a good synergy with both of us I'll throw out these big ideas and she's like yeah but what's the story and so I have a mug from her that's called what's the story (laughs) and so um, she is really good about creating arcs and clear stories where I am just kind of like a little bit all over the map so Mm -hmm. we end up really finding a good synergy that's great did you find it hard to write a picture book coming from your YA and middle grade backgrounds we went to our agents and said, you know, Kim and I are going to write a picture book. And they were like, but you're YA authors. We're like, yeah, <laughs> we know, we know, but we're going to write a picture book. And my agent is probably more used to that than Kim's agent. <laughs> so I think she even had a conversation with Kim offline. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, it's really <laughs> pressuring into you, you and the writing <laughs> picture books. So we were like, no, really, we're going to write a picture book. So we just tried to go out and study, like, how do you write a picture book? Articles, you know, we had a friend and she gave us a structure that she uses. Harold Underdown has a book on how to write children's books, articles from Josh Funk. And we just started kind of gathering this information. And I mean, when we first took a stab at it, embarrassingly enough, it probably was almost a YA book because it was like 2,000 words or 3,000 words. And I think the average picture book is 700. <laughs> like we were, so it's definitely taken us a while to learn how to scale that back. But that's so cool. The science experiments that you guys have in the books, they're sprinkled throughout. And I love how they're connected to what the kids are actually doing. How did that come about? So when we actually first wrote CC Love Science, we actually had the scientific method in it. And we submitted that to HarperCollins, to our editor. And because it takes so long for a picture book to come out, it took us a long time to find an illustrator. During that time period, the scientific method went by the wayside. So we (laughs) had to scrap the scientific method and rewrite the book with the next generation science standards more of like kids can ask questions and then as the results are different they can start in the middle and redo their questions so it's much more forgiving as a method we kind of had to reincorporate that into the book so it was really interesting to write the first book There was so much learning curve for us in general but there was also a learning curve in the education system as well it was insane It was very interesting for us. Actually, the timing was perfect because if it would have published a year earlier, it would have had the scientific method and would have been dated almost immediately. (laughs) But by the time Libby came out, we really like this idea, give kids something to do at home hands-on. I think this is especially timely now with the pandemic and with parents becoming frontline teachers. But with Libby Love Science, they have activities that are fun and engaging. They can learn and play. 
So we so always fun. have the science activity, but I would actually throw it over to Joelle to see kind of how she takes that and makes it real. Cause she's really the one that creates what they're doing, how they're using them. Um, and, and kind of the different views from different angles. That actually leads to our next question for Joelle. Your art is just so full of energy and it's so vibrant and beautiful and there's so much to see in every page spread. What was your <laughs> illustrative process like for this story? The first part of my drawing process is, I call it like the blob phase. It's very <laughs> like messy and <laughs> no one else would know what it is if they saw it, but I do. It'll just be like a stick with a circle on it and that's a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joelle, we call ours a crap draft. So <laughs> yeah. go. it's like that. I just go through and just do like every page like that real quick just to get to get it down. And then I'll go back over that and do like the solid sketch phase, which is where I go in and make everything, I guess, you know, more visible. You can actually see the people, the backgrounds. And this is so that when I go into the next phase, which is the flat colors, I have a solid base to work off of. And then once the flat colors are done, I go in and do the rendering, which is where I add like the shading, the highlights and just the overall lighting. And uh, that part is really fun because I can see it all coming together. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically how I go about any drawing, actually. When you had Libby, did you immediately know what Libby was? I think I just had like a a short description of her. And then I just designed her. I, I kind of based her off of my nieces mm -hmm. and myself when I was a child. <laughs> it was like the first sketch I did. And I think I just sent it in and then it was just approved immediately. <laughs> Okay, first try. That's amazing. So we're on our last question. Um, Joelle, we'll start with you. When someone reads Libby Loves Science, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they feel connected to Libby and her friends. I think one of the things I remember most about growing up is my friends. And I think it's, it's important to show like healthy friendships to kids. And I feel Libby Finn and Rosa have a really good friendship and it really comes through with the writing of the story. And I hope that all sorts of kids will feel seen and that science can be made fun for them and mostly young girls. There's like STEM classes for girls, there's coding classes for girls. And I hope that the Libby Love Science book can be a part of that. That's great. It would be a perfect addition for I sure. I think so. Yeah. What about you, Shelley? What do you hope someone feels or learns when they read this book? just that science is fun and just how empowering we try to make our girl characters in these books. I also love the idea of having just diverse characters, all different kinds of characters so that everyone sees themselves. It's not issue driven in any way. It's just smart girls who love science, who are experimenting really just with everyday things. It's not anything complicated. I think in one of my talks at a school, at the end of the talk, I will always say, who in here loves science? Oh, I kind of do. <laughs> um, and it's mostly elementary schools. And I'll say, okay, that's fine. You can raise your hand. Like who doesn't like science? And there's a couple of people like looking around, but then I'll say, okay, who likes baking? People raise their hand. I'm like, that's chemistry. And like who likes going outside and looking at trees and flowers? You know, that's botany. And 
who likes space, you know, that's astronomy. And then we'll kind of get down to it. And there's always a few that have, you know, they're just with their hands crossing. I haven't raised my hand yet. And then I'll say, who likes video games? And everyone will raise their hand. And I'll say, that's computer science. Love it. (laughs) And they're all like, what? But that's what I love, taking that science to home. That's fantastic. Okay, Kim, how about you? Our whole entire goal with this series in general is to show kids, again, that science is everywhere. It's not a subject in school. Science is asking questions. The more kids we can show doing science in different areas, you know, the marine biologist who sees science in the ocean and in water, in plants and animals, in chemistry, mixing and measuring, in baking, computers, playing video games. If we can show them that science is just a part of everyday life and that it's not a subject in school where you have to get an A or a B if you're going to succeed in life, that we can show kids that this is just a way of life, that science is how we live. So it's not something to be afraid of. And Kim and I do try to take all of the science out of the school. Like we try to put it, we don't want it to be something in school that has very specific parameters as to what the school has available or to kind of limit us to what they do normally. I mean, we, we try to get them outside of the school, even though you see the teacher in classroom and So that's really important to us to get the kids outside of the school doing science as opposed to just sitting in class. A big thank you to Shelly, Kim, and Joelle for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Libby Loves Science. Check out the show notes to learn more about Shelly, Kim, and Joelle and their other fabulous books. And remember, if you have a picture book you love and you think we might love it too, send us an email at picturebooklook2 at gmail.com. That's picturebooklook and the number two at gmail.com. Happy Happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirstie Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.